everybody. Welcome again to, uh, what is this? Lunch with PB&J. Happy Monday. How's Happy your weekend Monday. going? Day eight. Day eight. Day eight. Hey, uh, listen, this is, uh, we are all caught up. We, we made our mistake. We fixed it. And now we're all caught up. We're on chapter 10. So just 10. In our series, uh, in our devotion through the book of Acts. And so we're going to jump in there and uh, begin to read. All right. You ready, Joy? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. There was a, oh, update. I'm reading out of the New King James Version today. What? So it's a different version. I'm I've reading got... out of the NLT, so I might not follow in so well. All right. The numbers are the same. If the <laughs> words are a little different, the numbers are the same. Uh, it's the weekend, so I'm at home. This is my at-home Bible. All right. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. So just a little note on who this dude was. Um, most commentaries and scholars, they would say that he is probably a believer uh, in God uh, he may not have yet come to a full understanding of who Jesus was. That's mm -hmm. where this chapter is going to end up, okay? But he was a good man. He obviously believed in God. Um, he was giving to the poor, and he's, he's a good dude, all right? Mm -hmm. But just so we kind of have a little bit of background there on him, all right? About the ninth hour of the day, which is 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, I've never understood that, by the way. Side note, I don't know why the ninth hour of the day is three o'clock in the afternoon, but it is, okay? About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, that's how angels sound. <laughs> and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So just little, little one little note there, okay? Immediately. Mm -hmm. Just right away, all right? The angel appears, says, do this. Cornelius doesn't even hesitate. He just does it. Yeah. All right? Can I stop you before you go on? You sure can. So it stood out to me. So my translation says, verse 4, your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God. Mm -hmm. And that like that just stood out to me and encouraged me because sometimes, uh, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes, you know, you just feel like you're praying and you're praying and they're genuine prayers and your heart's passionate towards God, but, you know, you're getting weary sometimes in mm -hmm. your prayers or... Um, maybe the heaviness of the world, there's so much going on around us and we feel this heaviness. And so you feel like, you know, what do my good deeds matter? Yeah. What, you know, and so you're doing things for God and you're, and you're, and you're worshiping him. But sometimes we, we get to this point where we, we get heavy. And so this ministered to me that like, it was God just confirming with Cornelius. I hear you. I mm -hmm. see you. I have received this from you. Um, around Christmas time, I sent a package to my parents and you never know with the mail here, just, you know, how long it's going to take. So 
I sent it and I was just waiting every day. Like I was waiting in anticipation for them to get it because it had letters from the kids and stuff like this. And so I knew it would mean a lot to them and, it, and I'm waiting. And then finally my mom texts me. She's like, I got it and it meant so much to me. Thank you. And I just feel like, you know, this is a reminder to us that God, God gets our prayers. Yeah. He is receiving our prayers. He is receiving our worship. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Good. You didn't keep your finger in your spot. All right. Well, I was talking. Um, verse 9, maybe? Verse 8. Among him, wait on him. Verse 8. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as he went on, uh, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. When he became very hungry, six hours noon, by the way, in case you were It's lunchtime. All right, lunchtime. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And so, sorry, I'm just swinging notes around. Uh, and he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. This is according to, this would go back into the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. the Old Law. Um, There were very, very strict rules on eating. Uh, Even in the Jewish culture today, Jewish religion, they still stand by this what kosher is you know it's part of that and so there's a, a lot of rules so that's what peter's referencing here he says i've never eaten anything common or unclean and a voice spoke to him again the second time what god has cleansed you must not call common mm-hmm. this was done three times and the object was taken up into heaven again i just thought this was interesting mm-hmm. because again peter and if you remember peter's story there was another time where Jesus spoke to him and said, hey, Peter. And Peter said, I'm, I'm going to, I'd die with you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, hey, before the rooster crows, how many times? Three times. Three times? You're going to deny me. Is three significant? And sure enough, <laughs> three times, Peter denies Jesus. And then he hear a rooster crows, all right? Then Jesus goes to the cross. He dies. He rises from the dead. Jesus comes back from the dead. He goes, he finds the disciples, he finds Peter fishing again, and he goes to Peter and he asks Peter a question. He says, Peter, do you love me? Mm-hmm. And Peter says, you know it. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus <laughs> says, do you love me? And Peter goes, yeah. And then Jesus says a third time, hey, Peter, I don't know. It okay? sounds like a, a conversation you and I have. Do you love me? No, do you really love do me? Do you? Tell me do you, you love, love me. me. Um, tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> Shut <up>. I, I just listen. I don't know what the significance of this is. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if Peter's like super thick-headed or what the deal is, but things seem to happen to Peter in threes. Yeah. Three times he denied Jesus. Three times Jesus asked him, "Do you love me?" And here, three times he sees this vision. Yeah. Uh, uh, of what God is showing him. Now, the next part of this I find fascinating. Okay, so Cornelius has an angel appear to him. Mm-hmm. Peter's put into a, a trance or, or sees a vision. Okay, and. And as he's praying, it's like he's he's taken and he sees this vision while he's praying. And now look what happens. Now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision mm-hmm. which he had seen meant. In other words, he doesn't know. Yeah. Okay. He saw a vision three times. God shows it to him. 
all three times, Peter's like, yeah, I still don't get it. Uh, but he says, while that's happening, and while he's thinking to himself, what in the world just happened mm-hmm. to me, okay? Behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry, inquiry, they inquired, at Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, still trying to figure it out, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men. How many men? Three men. Three men. I don't, I honestly, guys, I have no idea what the significance is. My commentary says three times. It says, it talks about three times because it's confirming its truthfulness. Well, sure. Oh, oh, your commentary (laughs) says that. Oh, I thought your like translation. I'm like, man, that's, that would be handy. No, and I, I, I do. I, I think that's it was a confirmation because we're going to yeah. see that here in a second, okay? Um, so, while Peter thought about the vision, behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Mm-hmm. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. (laughs) That's an interesting way of saying that. Then he invited them in and lodged them. Also an interesting way of saying it. Gotta love the new King King James Version. All right. On the next day, Peter went away with them and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. On the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and he had called together his relatives and close friends. So we're seeing this this process, this mm-hmm. progress here, where angel appears to Cornelius. Immediately, Cornelius says, "Hey, you got to go. Go send some people to go find this dude, Peter. Peter, go. They go. And while that's while that's all transpiring, Peter's up on the roof. He's spending time with God." And God shows him this vision three times, mm-hmm. and and Peter's like, okay, I don't know what that meant, but then the all that God really speaks to him in that moment doesn't. There's nothing in there that says that that God told him what it meant because mm-hmm. he's still wondering what it meant. But right. God speaks again and says, hey, there's some 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 guys downstairs to see you, right. and go with them. Yeah. And so you're just seeing this, but what you're seeing is this act of faith upon mm-hmm. faith upon faith and this, obedience. This immediate obedience yeah. to just whatever God says. Right in the moment um and there's just there's without detail Mm -hmm. like this is what i think today we struggle so much with detail yeah god i want details give me details i'll walk in faith if you give me and if i know everything you're gonna tell me in advance then i'll think about doing it right yeah (laughs) it still doesn't details still don't guarantee anything all right so peter goes with them they show up and then look what cornelius has done is he's brought his whole family together Mm -hmm. he's brought everybody close friends they all come in to meet with Peter. Mm-hmm. Verse 25 says, As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also just a man. Mm-hmm. And as he talked with them, he went in and found them, uh, and found many who had come together. And he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Mm-hmm. It's like in the moment of his obedience, as he walks in, it's like God just, it's like all the all the pieces just all of a sudden come together. Mm-hmm. And it was this, this revelation in the moment. And I love the fact that God didn't give it to Peter right away. Mm-hmm. 
you know? I also think, I didn't say it before, but I also think it's hilarious that Peter was hungry. He goes to pray. And how does God speak to him? Through food. <laughs> he gives him a vision of food. I had a dream about. That had nothing to do with food, all right? The vision didn't have anything to do with food. But he was he was showing this, all right? So I just thought that was funny. But here it is. Like, it's as Peter is speaking, as Peter walks into the room, mm -hmm. he has this revelation of, oh, this is what that this meant. This is what it's about. So the other thing I didn't mention about Cornelius is Cornelius was a Gentile. Right. So it meant that he wasn't a Jewish person. Right. right? He's part of the Roman regiment. Part of the Roman regiment. He was a Gentile. Uh, the gospel up to this point hadn't really been preached a lot to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's as he's walking in. And if anything, all right. So if you kind of get this this vision that Peter gets from from God it's the fact that the Gentiles had always been considered unclean. Mm -hmm. They were not of God's chosen people. They were not part of God's chosen people. So they were unclean. They were uncommon. They weren't, they weren't supposed to be, uh, he says, I'm not even supposed to be in company with you. I'm not even supposed to go into your home. I didn't realize that. I read, I thought, I didn't know they weren't even supposed to go into people's mm -hmm. houses. Yeah. And so it's this incredible thing that's all just unfolded, which is also why I think, why in, in that where where uh, God speaks to, if you go back a few verses there, um, in verse 20, it says, Arise, God's speaking to Peter, and he says, There's guys downstairs seeking you. Arise, go down, and go with them, mm -hmm. doubting nothing. Right, because he is, could have been saying, But God, they But God, I'm not supposed to go. They're right. Gentiles. Right. He's, he's, they're inviting him to come to Cornelius' house. And he's like, he could have very easily said, but God, no, no, you're not going to trick me, God. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not supposed to go to their house. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fool me, God. I know this is a test, right? This is a test. It was a test. <laughs> All right. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you right now? And are we at a place in our relationship with God where we can let God show us new things? Mm -hmm. You know, or do we just think we know it all? <laughs> yeah, we get trapped. Honestly, guys, if, if you've been in church for a long time, both of us were born and raised in church. Like we, no matter how long you've been in church, you constantly have to be open mm -hmm. to God giving you revelation. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that anything you learned growing up in church is all of a sudden wrong. It's yeah. not that at all. But sometimes like like so many people in the Bible, you get so trapped in tradition yeah. and religion that you stop listening to God and you just focus in and on... And the wonderful part is God confirmed it and Peter mm -hmm. knew he was confirming it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So he says in verse 29, therefore I came without objection because all of a sudden he gets it. Okay, I get it. That's what the vision was about. Yeah. And God told me not even doubt just to go. So he says, I came without objection and as soon as, soon as I was sent for, immediate. I asked then, for what reason have you sent for me? So Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting. We're going to get a recap of the story. I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I'm breaking it up a lot, but uh, it's just things are kind of coming to me even as I'm talking. But... Um, because I knew, I knew there was something like this in this story, and I was trying to think where, where it connected. And I didn't want to say anything until I kind of saw it. I kind of see it there, you know, where God, you know, he's, he's telling the story to Peter. I was praying. I told you at the beginning, Cornelius, we're going to see in a second. He wasn't yet a believer in Jesus, mm -hmm. all right? Um, but he was a believer in God. Right. And so he's praying, and he's seeking God. 
Mm-hmm. He's doing good things. He's a good person, and he's truly seeking God. Mm-hmm. And and so here he says, like, uh, this angel appears, your alms are remembered in the sight of God. And and it's this idea, do you, do you understand that there's people around you, there's people in your circle of influence that are seeking God. They believe in God. They believe that there is a God out there. Yeah. And especially in the day and age that we're living in right now, where there are just stresses upon stresses and, and people are in fear and people are in confusion. I believe with all my heart that there are people praying for maybe the first time mm-hmm. or maybe the first time in a long time. And they're praying to God yeah. and they don't have a relationship with God. They just, they're praying to God because they believe he's there. Mm-hmm. They believe there's an answer out there and they're praying for an answer. Mm -hmm. And what was God's answer to Cornelius? Hey, go find this guy. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that, that there's people in your circle of influence that are praying, God, I I, I need some answers. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is they're going to be led towards you. And they may not know the questions to ask. They might not even know how to broach the subject. They might just be this thing of, man, we haven't talked in a while. Yeah. They don't understand how to recognize the voice of God. So they may not be getting clear direction. All right. But it might just be, hey, go talk to this person. Go mm-hmm. go call this person. Hey, why don't you get in touch with that person? And at the same time, I believe that God's going to put somebody on your heart. Mm-hmm. And so this is, again, where we come back to this idea Look for the opportunity. Right. If somebody, if somebody from your circle of influence randomly contacts you, and especially if they bring up the topic of Jesus, topic yeah. of church, topic of God, all of a sudden, man, understand that it may be that they have been praying for direction and mm-hmm. God has directed them to you. Yeah. But let's stop looking at things as coincidences. You used that in your mm-hmm. sermon a while back ago. There's no coincidences, yeah. you know? Um, stop looking it. at it, though, and realize how much God wants to. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's recapping the story and he says, "Your God begins to speak. Verse 32, send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he'll speak to you. So I sent to you immediately and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. <laughs> We're so we're here. Pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about pressure. It's like, so listen. God told me to go call for you. You're here. Talk. All right. I don't know what you're supposed to say, but God said you'd know. And then I like how, because even this Peter may not have even known what he was supposed to say. But look what it says in verse 34. I don't know what you're saying. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, <laughs> "I like just the the wording of that. Like John could have chose any kind of just or Luke here. Luke could have chosen any kind of way to say that. Yeah. And it's like. It's almost like I almost take it like like Peter didn't really know what to say. So he just opened his mouth and out came the words. But that's what happens when we begin to witness and share our faith is when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and God presents an opportunity Mm -hmm. for us and and people are are open and receptive. All we have to do is open our mouth and words start coming out. And leaving those details to God. Leave those details to God because God knows what they need to hear too. This is why we don't need some prepackaged evangelism 101 kind of like hey say this say this question this show them this haha you'll get them Mm -hmm. it's it's we need to be sensitive to the holy spirit for what that person needs to hear right all right so uh peter opened his mouth and out came these words in truth i perceive that god shows no partiality 
But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing, guys, and I'm going to say this again at the end, what we're seeing, what's becoming obvious to Peter is uh, this message of Jesus Christ is not just for the Jews. Right. This message of Jesus Christ is not just for one group of people. Mm -hmm. I, he says, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Man, our world needs to hear that today. Mm -hmm. Okay? there's the, the people in the church need to hear this. The people in the world need to hear that. That verse right there needs to preach. It needs to be on every one of our, every time somebody tries to bait you into an argument about differences of people, yeah. this verse needs to be, you need to open your mouth and let these words come out. Yeah. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter what color of skin you have. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. It doesn't matter what background you have. It doesn't matter if you are good or bad. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor. None of it matters because in truth, I believe that God shows no partiality. And in mine, I don't know if you got this verse yet, but 36 says, there is peace with God through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, who is Lord of all. And I just say, you know, we're looking, <laughs> even now, we're looking for peace in our world between um, between races and, and cultures and all these things. And, and the problem is people are looking for peace in the wrong, uh, the wrong way. Yeah. Who's going to bring the nations together? Who's going to bring peace within race? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ does. And that's why the church needs to be that peace. Absolutely. We need to understand that he is the source. He's the source of all peace, all yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, verse 36, the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began <laughs> from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached. So we're now we're getting a synopsis of the gospel, okay? A breakdown. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. Imagine having that in your, in your back pocket, like, <laughs> you know. I, I ate with Jesus. I ate and drank. I had lunch with Jesus after he rose from the dead. Wow. Not many of us can say that. Like I've, I've eaten with some pretty cool people in my life, but that's cool. All right. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God mm -hmm. to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. In other words, it's not for us who, to decide yeah. who can and cannot be saved. Yeah. It is not for us to decide because that person thinks this way, because that person is from there, because that person thinks this way, because that person was brought up in that religion. They can't be saved. It's not for right. us to judge that. Right. It's not for us to decide that. Our message our 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 commission is simply this just give them jesus yeah. give them and jesus our heart needs to be the same as god's and he is clear about his heart is for all people all nations mm -hmm. whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins while peter was still speaking these words the holy spirit fell upon all those who heard the word 
and those of the circumcision who believed that, in other words, they were the Jews, they were the ones that were there with Peter, Mm -hmm. uh, were astonished as many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. They're Mm -hmm. like, what? (laughs) For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, this is the tongues, prayer language tongues, not like tongues in the beginning of Acts where it was an actual language, but this is the prayer language tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Hmm. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then they asked him to say a few more days. In other words, here they are again. We're at this place again where something brand new is happening. Right. The Holy Spirit is doing something that's never been done before. The gospel is now being presented to Gentiles. In just the last few chapters, we've seen that, that you know, we've seen Jews get saved. Mm-hmm. We've seen Samaritans get saved, which were, they were at odds with the Jews forever. All right. And now we saw that the, the original, the original Jewish people, like the, the original apostles, disciples are like, oh man, we, we're going to go and preach to the Samaritans. And oh man, they got saved. The mm-hmm. Ethiopians, uh, you know, this, this nation, this eunuch, you know, of, who was this social outcast? He got Romans. saved. Uh, now we're seeing Romans, yeah. Paul, Paul, who was killing all the Christians, Religious. he got saved. Yeah. Now the Gentiles, the Gentiles are the ones we were supposed to stay away from yeah. for all these years, and not just saved, but full of the Holy Spirit. And if and and it was like it was like God was showing them, if you don't think this is true, then just understand this. Uh, like it's again, it's this, uh, it's another example of where the Holy Spirit again confirms yeah. the salvation. And he gives, he confirms it by, you know, normally we talk about you give your life to Jesus. You believe in Jesus. You accept Jesus into your life, the forgiveness of your sins. You become a Christian mm-hmm. and then you get water baptized. And that is a public declaration of, hey, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's a, you're being baptized into that faith. And then we talk about, you know, then you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Here, God said, listen, I know y'all might be a little shaky on what's happening here, <laughs> but they have believed. I know that they have believed. I can see their heart. Right. It's for me to decide. It's for me to judge right. if it's real or not. And so I believe that it's real. You may not know what to do, but let me just give you a little nudge in the right direction. And so he baptizes mm-hmm. them with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They begin to speak in tongues. Everybody's like, what the, what's going on? You know? And then, and so Paul like turns around and goes, listen, who can deny that they're saved when they have been filled with the Holy Spirit the same way that we have? Uh, Let's find some water and dunk these dudes. Mm -hmm. All right. And so it's just this incredible thing of, again, seeing the obedience of Cornelius, the obedience of Peter, God preparing them along the way. Right. Um, and, and then Peter seizing on every opportunity and just preaching the gospel, even though it was something so new, he barely lets it phase him. Yeah. And it's just this thing of God gives him this vision. He doesn't understand it, but he obeys anyway. Mm-hmm. God says, I know you're not supposed to go eat with them, but don't even worry about that. Don't yeah. even doubt that. Just go, just go to their home. So he goes and Cornelius brings in his whole family. Peter gives them Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and, and what happens is they all believe they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They get baptized. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Can I go back? Go for it. Now it's, it, see, it seems like it's going way back, but I feel like it ties in. I missed my opportunity earlier. But it, what is that? So it's verse 26, and it's where Peter, uh, where Cornelius comes to Peter, and he, he bows down and he worships him. And then Peter says, stand up. And he pulls him up and he says, stand up. I'm, I'm just a human being like you are. <laughs> and so that stood out to me because I feel like so often we put people on pedestals and we want to make them almost godlike. 
And, you know, I love Peter's response because he's like, I'm just a dude. Yeah. You know? And so I think we, like that should be a warning to us not to do that. Because um, two things happen when we do that. If you put somebody on a pedestal, they're either going to fall and disappoint you and hurt you. And then sometimes what happens is like people's faith get messed with mm-hmm. because that person hurt them. Or you put somebody on a pedestal and you just make them so godlike, so untouchable. So, you know, only this person can pray like that. Only this person can preach like that. Only this person can. And so we don't even think that we have, we can attain what they have. Uh, Even like within, you know, the Catholic church of, this is why we don't pray to saints. Yeah. Just like. Peter would probably be appalled if people were praying to him, right? Because he <laughs> says, he says right here, don't worship me. Yeah. And he says, I'm just a man. And so we have to be careful not to put people on pedestals. Not to idolize people. And and to tie that in, the reason too is because I go back to that statement of, uh, you know, people might fail you. Mm-hmm. So if you want a little extra reading in Galatians chapter 2, and it's 11 through 14, Paul calls Peter out. Because Peter decides uh, he's going to listen to what people are like. He's the fear of man type mm-hmm. thing. And that's what Peter dealt with before. But um, so he's originally he was eating and drinking with the Gentiles. And then all of a sudden some friends came and he got worried about what people would think. So he decides uh, he, he's not eating and drinking with them any, again mm-hmm. anymore. So Paul calls him out on it. Yeah. And my point in bringing that up is going back to that statement of, uh, Peter is saying, hey, I'm just a man. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got to be really careful just to focus just on Jesus. People are people. The only thing that makes us effective or special is the Holy Spirit inside of us. It's Jesus. Yeah. So we have to remember that um, because, you know, not to just keeping our focus. Just give me Jesus. <laughs> Keep our focus on Jesus. You spot our theme, right? We're not going to be a repeat. We're not very subtle. <laughs> All right. That's awesome, guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm going to get Joy to close this out in prayer, and then we'll let you go. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you that we had the opportunity to begin our week in prayer together in reading the Bible. And we thank you for uh, what you're doing and how you're changing us with this word, God, how it's coming alive in us. And I pray that you would continue just to... Um, influence us continue to influence us with these scriptures and these stories and help us to know god that we can have the holy spirit just like these guys did and we can be obedient just like these guys did because it's the holy spirit that makes the difference Mm -hmm. and i just pray that um for all of our church as they're reading and they're fasting and they're praying god we just ask that you would receive our prayers you'd speak to us and receive our prayers god we want to hear from you We want to know you better. And I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in Connect Church. And we continue, God, to just search after you day after day. And uh, God, just be with us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 As we get ready to go, guys, just remember, somebody out there is praying that somebody will tell them about Jesus. And you might be that person. (laughs) All right? So keep your ears open. Keep your phone on. And uh, get ready for the opportunity that God brings before you. All right. Mm -hmm. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for lunch with PB&J. Bye. Have a great one.